Alright, hello everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Four Color Ultrasound, number 62. Uh, I am your host, Dieter. With me as always, every week is... <laughs> Mike. Uh, and we are every just... single week. <laughs> never stop, never stopping. <laughs> and, uh... Don't stop stopping. Right. So yeah, we're just two friends. I like to read comic books when we're not, not reading them. And uh, not only do we like reading them, we like talking about them. So the only foregone conclusion would be talk about them on the internet for nobody to listen to. We got one person listens. We have a fan. Close personal friends do not count as fans. Oh, come on. Because I keep, keep telling everybody we have a fan. A fan. You know, Eric Carter uh, might still be listening. That guy might still be listening. We don't know. He's got his own he podcast now, though. I don't think he listened to episode 61, that's for sure. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, ease on back in there, Mike. Just going to thumb it on in, all right? So getting right into it. Wonder Woman. Number, is that a dog or a child in the background? That's Last a time? dog yelling at a child. Okay. As long as... It's pointed out because somebody's probably like, "Damn!" Like, where the fuck is that? Yeah, I wasn't sure if you could how how much you can hear that. I don't know why he's barking like crazy. Are you recording in an alleyway? We'll say, and they're like, "Yes, <laughs> yes we are." <laughs> yes, we are. So, uh, yeah, like <clears throat> between the cars racing down your street and uh, the, my dog barking, the dogs barking in your cavernous house that just echoes like forever. But uh, yeah, Wonder Woman number seven hundred and sixty-three. It's all your fault, Mike, that I didn't read this comic. My fault completely. So you just have to tell me what happened in it. You have to tell everybody what happened into it. Why well, is this? What happened was Mariko Tamaki wrote it. Carlo Bar- Barbary was a penciler. Pat Brousseau is a letterer who's been very active on Twitter. I'm liking this guy. Um, and I guess that's it, right? Oh, you got uh, Matt Centarelli as the inker, and Alejandro Sanchez is the colorist. So you're telling me this... This guy decided to do the upside down, upside down in the title here? I'm sure he did. That's super cool. And to answer a question that you had about uh, the onomatopoeias, he's, uh, he's, he's been talking about lettering on, online a lot, and he did mention he's, he's, he keeps showing his onomatopoeias that he's uh, been writing. So cool. at least sometimes they do do it. Do do it? They do do it. Do do it. So there's the answer to that question. But uh, Oh, and I kind of insulted him. I <laughs> didn't mean to insult him, though. You never do. Well, I never do, but I tend to do that. Because he said, I forgot exactly what it was, but he said something about, um, I said something about not, you know, them not, not getting credit. He's like, uh, well, we've been getting credit for 50 years. And I was like, ah, I don't mean literal credits on the <laughs> inside the comic book. I'm talking about when everybody talks about comics, they almost always talk about the writer and the penciler. And, the, you know, once in a while you get the colorist, but you almost never get the letterer, right? And I was trying to uh, give the guy a compliment and talk about how important lettering is. And he was like, yeah, we do get credit. Like, fine. I think the word is recognition. Yeah, well, it could be changed interchangeable, but I understand the confusion, yes. Anyway. So, so what what's the last thing you remember with Wonder Woman? I don't know, but here's a classic bit that we do. Let's, before we even get into the story here, what kind of car you think that is? <laughs> classic bit? I don't know. It looks like a... Uh, some SUV of some sort, or a uh, almost a station wagon from the uh, 80s. I'd go with SUV. From the 80s, you'd say. No, it's not quite that. But whenever I see this style of car, I always think of, uh, what? of that. It, it, I'd definitely go SUV crossover, it's SUV is, yeah. perhaps, right? Yeah, definitely. 
So what year do you think this what year are we talking about? I have no idea. You know exactly what year this is? Take a wild guess. So like even that decade I'd settle on. Two thousands, nineties, eighties? Early two thousands. So standard airbags, probably? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's one question. Yep. It'd be hard to find a car though without them, right? That's a good point. Yep. So It'd be very but, hard. You'd have to personally turn that off. But if you were negligent enough to not get the child seat for your child in the back there, I think you may be negligent enough to turn off all the airbags or purchase a car without airbags. Because when this one wrecks, like there's no airbag action whatsoever, <laughs> and that kid is like going to be decapitated by that fucking <laughs> shoulder belt, dude. Oh my god! It's even drawn across her neck, and they like drew the the adults like across her shoulder. It's That's just, hilarious. I'm not a, I don't know about this one. So, <laughs> and like I said, you know she had to personally shut that airbag off. There was no way. Yeah, look at her. She has like the Talia Al Ghul face from. Uh, Dark Knight Rises death scene as well. She's like, ah. <laughs> oh, that was the worst possible. Look at her face. Her eyes yeah. are wide open. All the glass, like from the windshields, going into her it eyeballs. Rains glass, like she said, filling the car with like rain. Right. The last thing I remember is that that one broad was actually that one dude's daughter, and he was working with Wonder Woman to put her away because he was like. Even though she's my daughter, I want to prove that like I'm not bad anymore. That's how he talks, Max Lord. By the way, because <laughs> of course, it's from California. And that's basically what this book, entire book, is. It's still that standoff of them standing there talk, talking about it. And Max Lord's like, "Hey, what? You, you you think you're my daughter?" She's like, "Yes, of course I am." All right, and that's basically what happens. Um, but that whole car accident scene. So it starts with her talking about the car, what happened to her as a past as a kid. And she gets into a car accident. Her mom lied to her. Then steered into a minivan uh, uh, in the path of an oncoming truck. And the mom dies. Thank God Wonder Woman's stories have a lot to do with lying. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... <laughs> you think that's just a coincidence? It's really strange because they never bring her in. They're never like, hey, we got this, this motherfucker lying to us a lot. We need Wonder Woman. It's like... Just by happenstance, like <laughs> it just happens to be. These stories she's involved with tend to like the crux of it going well is like bringing the truth out, right? Mm -hmm. And she's got that lasso just for that occasion. So yeah, that's yeah. just it's weird. You mentioned the mom lied. <laughs> well, there was a reason to bring that up. So that's what she talks about at the very, very beginning. She gets this car accident, so she's an orphan now. But what? Could you figure out what the the twist is with that whole car accident? The twist, it never really happened. No. The airbag went off. <laughs> the airbag went off. She lived and everything was fine. No. The daughter controlled the mother to crash in to kill the mother because she lied about her dad not having a dad. Oh, I see it right here. She's got yeah. the pink eye. She's got the old pink eye. She's got the pink eye. She would have been decapitated by that fucking... Why is the mom dead and she's not? Because she was, I don't know, wearing a seatbelt in the back. So was the mom, though. I, I don't know. That wasn't the point. The whole point was the little girl killed her mother because she lied about her father, who was a horrible, horrible human being. I thought it was kind of crazy. Is that no? like a little... Yeah, that is super crazy. So that's what happens there. You find that out, that she's a really demented person, <laughs> the girl, and she wants to be like Max Lord. And then, of course, Max Lord turns against her. Um, but then she um, uh, implants a memory in Max Lord's mind of Wonder Woman snapping her, his neck in a previous universe. And so that's basically, I think, the big twist that's going to carry over going forward. 
because they, they get into the fight, and Max Lord blocks Wonder Woman's mind so that she can't be controlled by Emma, yeah. and she stops Emma, and then Emma gets um, thrown into an asylum. But Max Lord at the very end remembers the snapping of the neck, and but he's going to be working with them now. Whoa. Yeah. So that's basically the whole story there. What's that? When they went back to this page where they're like, Wonder Woman's like looking at her past or whatever? It's her talking about how, you know, having a powerful father and just relating to Emma growing up with, um, is that her as a kid evil. though? That's supposed to be her as a kid. Yeah. Why'd she already have the logo? I don't know. She always knew she was going to be wonderful. Look at the size of that chick's titty behind her. It's as big as her head. <laughs> Which one? Well, you the got the bl- not the blonde chick. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pr- pr- pretty poor drawing there. It's like the size of little Wonder Woman's head. It is. Bigger than the head of the chick it's on. It's pretty fun. <laughs> it's just it look- a, a baggy uh, uh, toga there. No, Mike. That's not a baggy toga. That's a big old titty. But anyway. <laughs> okay, well, and that's the end? That's it? So that's basically it. And then and they're going to Miami. That's what the uh, the tag says. Next, Bienvenido a uh, Miami. That means Wonder Woman in a bikini. There you go. Basically, yes. But yeah, I mean, like I said, not much happened. Except you find out that she's twisted, killed her mother, and Max Lord is now going to obviously go after Wonder Woman, is the guess. Hmm. Well, are you going to keep her? Is it the same? They're keeping the same team, right? This wasn't just like a guest team? No, as far as I know, she's in it for a while. Okay. Well, then they could continue with that Max Lord stuff then, build yep. on it, make it something cool. Definitely, yeah. And you know she's going to, Emma will come back, of course. Oh, did she ever really go away? That's the question. Well, she's locked up in an asylum right now with a, uh, in a straitjacket. Mm. Speaking of crazy, Batman Superman Annual number one. And the funny part is, like, just last week I was thinking, I want a, uh, well, maybe it was not last week, but before I read this, I was like, I, there hasn't been a Mixius Pitalik issue in a long time. I need one. Not and then I saw this, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Not just because of that guy, but just like the whole premise of it, uh-huh. it being like, I just, when I read this, all I could think about was like, Mike is probably just like running up and down his stairs, like <laughs> petting his Roomba and shit, like getting all excited. Petting the Roomba. Feeding his Roomba Cheez-Its yep. and shit, like getting all excited. I don't know, I just figured this one was right up your alley. Oh, it was. This is a really good episode, or, uh, issue, because it's a self-contained story, one. And it is like an outside of everything, but then it's also like a fourth wall breaking mm-hmm. book as well. I don't know, it's just really fun, but yeah, I don't know. It starts with, uh, or I guess the creative teams, Joshua, is he the normal writer on this book? Did he also do the, because sometimes the annual they like switch, right? Yeah, no, Joshua Williamson has been doing this, been writing this for a while. Okay, not to sound like an idiot or anything. So yeah. And then, yeah, no, last week, geez. Yeah, right. Gleb Melnikov? What <laughs> Gleb Mel- Melnikov? Not Gleb? I don't know. I mean, Dale, maybe I don't know. It's Dale Eaglesham. I swear to God, they just make something. Shit up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dale Eaglesham was doing the uh, Shazam book for a while. Uh, Some great Clint art. Nannery doing the art. Three artists on this book. It's really good art, though. Alejandro Sanchez doing the colors, and John J. Hill, Jonah Hill, his fucking brother doing the letters. <laughs> But this is, like you said, a mix... How do you say it? Mixopilix? Mixius Pitalik. Whatever. Oh, come and, on. Uh, Mixius Pitalik. He's the best. 
And a, I don't know, Batmite. <laughs> mix his pickle and Batmite. Yeah, you get a mix of pickle and Batmite issue. And if uh, they're the, what, sixth dimension imps? Uh, fifth dimension, right? Fifth, they're, they're, oh, yeah, they're the fifth, the fifth dimension. dimension. Yeah. yeah, so fifth dimension. <clears throat> and they're technically what, like the, what they, they reveal them as like the guardian angels over, is that what Snyder did? Was that, uh, no, um, Morrison. Talking about the New 52 when no, uh, Grant Morrison like, was writing. Uh, um, no, even more recently. Action. That w- when they, uh, the Justice League. Oh, yeah. And all that stuff. And when it went through the destroying of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And when Mix Pillick showed up to fight Perpetua. And then you found out that their only reason why. They didn't actually want to destroy Batman. They were actually like guardian angels, technically. Yeah, I mean, it's essential. It's always been. He's the uh, Batmite. I mean, I guess Batmite's very similar to Mixus Pitalik, but Mixus Pitalik was always there just to fuck with Superman. Like he never wanted to kill him. He didn't want to hurt anybody. <clears throat> he just wants to play with him. Like kind of like like he's literally playing with him in, the, in this issue. <laughs> Diddling with him. Diddling with him. Exactly. Well, this is their grandchildren, right? Or what are they? Okay. I think there's little imps, right? They're just kids that live in the fifth dimension. They don't—they don't specifically say grandma, and grandpa. They just say, uh, they "just call them children," don't they? Yeah, I guess so. So yeah, they're just like watching these fucking kids like play with toys <laughs> just, that they brought. To them. Just randomly walking over to the big kids. Well, you no, play with these toys. Say, like, it took how? Like, yeah, yeah. Because they brought the toys. They straight up say like, "Yeah, right there." Oh, yeah, we, we didn't hey, we didn't those... bring these toys back to fifth dimension so you could fight over them. Yeah, yeah. So, but then they it is kind of creepy. I didn't even think of that. They're over here finding these kids in the fifth dimension. Here, here we got you some toys, guys. Why don't you go here and play? You're not playing with it, right? So yeah, they they break down though where it's going to be, you know, Batman versus Superman, right? Who mm-hmm. will win? That's even like just a riff on the movie. Uh huh. Completely. And, like this cover page or the title page or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I think it's super cool. But then you get the, the talking story. about the Batman Superman as toys fighting. Yeah, where yeah. Whole, but you also see them in the background. Mm-hmm. And Batman flips the page. Yeah. So his story, right? He get they both get a story. Well, start. You think they both get a story? <laughs> I love when he gets to mix his but we'll get to that. Yeah, but Batmites is pretty. What does he do in the like? What's what? it's just a Justice League story, right? It's pre- a yeah. So the whole thing is each one of them is saying, "Hey, Superman will be Batman," and Batman's like, "Batman will beat Superman." Right, so no, they just tell a story of how they're going to win, right? Yeah, but what happens to melt everybody? That's the, um, <laughs> they, it, because Superman is just being there is causing problems. Oh, okay. So Superman is the anomaly in the multiverse. He shouldn't be here. His very presence appears to be degrading space-time around us. And that's Batmite's story. Oh, okay. So bad, that just pisses Batman off, and he beats the hell out of Superman and turns the sun red. Uh, yeah, they get in a pretty good fight mm-hmm. that actually goes on for quite a while. And then yeah, it ends with him turning the sun red, which ends up like killing both of them. Because they're in the sky, because Superman was flying with Batman in the sky. Yeah. yeah. And because Superman loses, <laughs> that's like an automatic win for Batman. <laughs> Big Sister gets upset. What, Batman dies too? Yeah, he gets so pissed off. He's like, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So then you think like it's so mixed with like it's his turn, right? So it's just the one I love this. <laughs> where it's just Superman like chest punching. Batman into the ground and this is boom done. Yeah, the title is the ba- Batman, the Dark Knight dies. <laughs> boom, boom, done. He's like, you can't just do that. He's like, I thought I was gonna get eleven pages. 
<laughs> There's a story <laughs> here. He's like, yeah. I just want to see them fight for 11 pages. <laughs> That's what Batman says. Yeah, it's so awesome. Yeah. OOC. It's out of character. Yeah. Yeah. And so you do get... You end up... He ends up what? They end up just fighting, like he says. But then he ends up... Oh, because he's he's on his home turf, right? That's what he says to him. Because they start they take him to the Bat Cave. They go to the Bat Cave, yeah, and they're fighting like fighting like crazy. And Batman has uh oh yeah, anti Boy Scout um protocol protocol in the Bat Cave. And then that's when Mix Up Place like bullshit. He wouldn't have fucking home turf advantage. So they take him to the Fortress of Solitude, where <laughs> Batman also has <laughs> anti Boy Scout <laughs> uh, protocol. That's uh, awesome. And it zaps uh Superman. But <laughs> what? Why does he turn the sun red as well? That's what I get. I fucking got lost in this one. I guess no, because so uh, once that happens, then uh, Superman his head turns around because they're because it's the imps playing with their MS toys, <clears throat> and the um, statues, Superman statues of his parents, uh, start attacking Batman, and then it's them sitting here remembering what happened in the past in the in the previous story. So they're they're coming through, thinking, wait a minute, this is this this is not normal. We would not be fighting each other like this. Why are we fighting at all? And they're kind of breaking out of the um, control of the imps. Oh, I, that's right. That's why they were going back and forth between their reality. Yeah. Okay. And that's the whole point of it. It goes, hey, we would not fight like this. And that's the breaking the fourth wall even more, right, with Batman versus Superman. Joshua Williamson must have hated that movie, I guess. I don't know. They would never fight each other. That would never happen. That's the only way it would happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Superman's a bad guy. <laughs> that's the only way it would happen. Yep. And then it gets them resolved by what? Who does win? No I don't know. Way. Superman throws Batman into the sun. Superman wins, and then it's... I think they just stop fighting. Because it goes back to the uh, fifth dimension. The kids get upset because the parent, the adults are uh, fighting. And they're like, yeah, it's not fun anymore. This is getting really weird. Oh, this all got super weird. Weirder than, again, them imps showing up and giving them toys to play with. Oh, they are saying they didn't. nobody won because... The games were rigged from the start. Yeah. So they didn't count and shit. And they just be like, oh, shut up, Batman. And then it ends with them as toys. And then <laughs> Crypto and Ace. Yeah. Fucking with them. Yep. That was a good one, though. It was a great issue. I loved it. <laughs> I figured you would. Almost as much as you would love. What? What? I was deciding which one to pick. I know. I don't know what I love. I, I am on... Uh... Pins and needles Bat- here. Batman and the Three Jokers. There you go. Number two. <laughs> I like this too. Number two. Jeff Johns. Number two. I already take a number one. Jason <laughs> Fabok. I'm sorry. Number one. I already take a number two. Yeah. And Brad Anderson. So, remember how excited I was for that other one? Yeah. This one, not so much. No? You didn't like it? No, I did. Just wasn't as excited as I was. Yeah. The second one. I guess it's like a little the slow burn because how many books are in this one? Is it only three books? I think it's only three books. Yeah, so you have to have that slow burn in the middle. Yeah. And then you got to like really do it. But I liked, well, I think uh, from what had happened in the first one, I had high expectations mm-hmm. in this one. And I thought, like we'll go over, I guess. I can't go over like every page, 56 pages. But yeah. there was a, a turn in this one that I thought was going to happen that ended up not happening. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cheap. And then what I thought was going to happen later didn't happen either. Like, two things didn't happen. I was like, ugh. I still liked where it went, but mm-hmm. I just I guess I expected more from how, like, gangbusters the first one was. Uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. 
So, but I I love the beginning. I was gonna say the same thing. So did I. With the mom, like where I thought it was like, I don't know. I really thought it was like him, like sitting down with his family and shit. And then like it cuts. Is it does it cut in the middle at all? No, throughout the whole thing. Yeah, the whole you know beginning of it is one of the jokers, the comedian shows up eating that cat food. Right. Yeah. That's when his first breaks. Did it break? Yeah, because oh yes, because he's eating. Uh, yeah, he's supposed to be eating whatever it is they're eating for dinner. Octopus, octopus. Yeah. And you see him quickly. Yeah, there is the break there. No, no, but that's at the end. That's when it flips. Yeah, but that's why I mean it's still that last. That very yeah, last, last panel. panel. It breaks to uh, him and uh, the the criminal. Yeah, so it's basically a dinner with a mother and a child, and they're both like scared out of their mind, <laughs> and just putting on a show for the Joker. And it's like this gross ass dinner that she has to make, and the boy doesn't want to come down, and she's like, "I can only keep him like fucking de- like don't upset him and all this shit." <laughs> and then when it breaks, you think like, "Oh, that's kind of fucked up for him to think like that." Yeah. But then when he says like, "Who are you having dinner with?" and he says myself, and you kind of go back like he was the kid. And oh, like, are you going with that? That's what I would go with, right? I would. Okay, I was just thinking. Yeah, you're right. But I was thinking. He, that's just how twisted he is. Because even in, in his uh, mind, this I is all he's. This is all he deserves. No, I think he's the fucking kid, and that's his mom. But and then, who's the Joker eating with? Replacing that's the dad. He's replacing his har- dad. Yeah, you're probably. You know what? You're right. There's that scene, the th- two panels over, where everybody but him is kind of faded, and he's real bright. Mm-hmm. Right, I think that that's a huge indicator right there that that's uh, a memory with him interjecting himself in the memory. Ooh, that's awful. And just how sad he fucking is when he says myself, like he's just like he looks down, and like he's just like hell, and it's ha, ha. right? You're right. <laughs> See, I'm not sure which is worse. I thought it was just his twisted mind. He can't even no. be happy with the family. <laughs> I think that's him as a kid, and that fucked me up hella bad. You're right. Damn. That's dark as shit. That's pretty fucked up, yeah. So, yeah. And it's all about, because it's about what makes a Joker, right? Mm-hmm. Too? That's this whole story, especially this issue. Because that kid kind of looks like, the, uh, if I remember correctly, what the Joker looked like in, um, what was it, The Killing Joke? Where he was the, where he was the comedian? Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I His head kind of shaved on the side with a, top, with a puff of hair on the top? Yeah. Could be. I'm going to have to look that up. I think so. Oh, look. There's a family portrait on the wall. What? When she says, baby, your father's home. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be him, dude. And it's not the Joker. Yeah, you're right. Or is it? I don't know. You can kind of tell. Don't know. But I, I think like but I think that was a design of uh, him as the comedian. And then it cuts that gory-ass page of the dead Joker. <laughs> well because it's introducing the three because the one that he's having the fucked up image and then you get the uh, the other Joker who is it the, the criminal the clown no the criminal so the criminal was the first one yeah well right they want you to think that well I mean sorry he's the number he's number one in this story yeah, number one because <laughs> they keep <laughs> they, they keep calling him one two and three one's criminal two is a comedian and three is a clown yeah, and the clown, they say, after he says, is he, the, is it the real Joker? Yeah. And then even the other one says, like, what makes, like, what makes a Joker, right? Mm-hmm. Who is, what's your definition of the Joker? But you do get this whole scene, this whole scene between, like, Bruce and Barbara with Jason, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, it seemed weird, because it was like, 
Well, they just like, yeah, because how is Batman going to talk his way out of this one? I thought really like because like yeah, he's not going to go after him, right? What are they going to do? What do you and, mean? Because because Jason killed someone, and so yeah. Batman's going to go after him? Or are you talking about the whole thing about how Batman's he he how he failed Jason? I meant like there's no way Batman's going to go after him as Barbara's suggesting. Oh yeah, no. So I was like, well, she's so hard on about fucking stopping him. Like, what, how's Batman going to talk his way out of this one? And he kind of just, like, guilts her into shutting the fuck up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is, like, the workaround where I was like, yeah, so what's his reasoning for, like, not letting, like, not going after him? Yeah, and, I don't know. And then later in the story, like, it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, it didn't play out the way I thought it would, so it stopped making sense to me. Like, I don't know. It just seemed odd for them to even have this conversation because it doesn't go anywhere because she ends up, like, making out with Jason anyway. Well, like you said, you had to have that conversation. And isn't this where he talks about Jason, him saying, oh, yeah, I was hoping it was more like you, where well, I don't have to, I'm not going to do anything to help you and you're going to help yourself, whereas Jason couldn't help himself and I failed. Well, I think the only thing you can take from this is that he said he was made wrong when he came back from... Mm-hmm. See, I thought this whole thing was leading to because he says it harkens back to him being going through the Lazarus pit, right? Pit, right? Yeah, yep. So he's a little twisted. So I figured they were going to make him into a Joker into this issue. I think that's what they want you to think. Yeah, I know, but why yeah. didn't they then? Like that spoiler alert, I guess. I like, don't know. We've been awesome. Jo- yeah, that's what I mean, and that's the point that kind of let me down because I thought a hundred, like they do it a hundred percent build up to like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, yeah, we jumped ahead a lot, but, like, Jason gets captured by the other two Jokers. They fuck him up hella bad. He finds a swimming pool full of, like, their toxin with, like, hella bodies in it. And those are all the people that are trying to turn into Jokers, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's so messed up. Because at first I thought thought they were all uh, mannequins. Then I realized, no, those are all humans. Because they had the mannequins in the other scenes. Yeah, that and the way they're like certain body parts are cut off, right? There's yeah. like, just a lot of torsos. Yep. And it looks like it wouldn't be like bodies, but you're right. I thought so too as well. But then they come out of there, and then you think he gets tied up naked. Yeah, what's the whole thing? And then the whole thing about like how it hurts to laugh. What was that all about? I don't know. Where was that? That's where like he's talking to him naked in the chair. Mm hmm. And, uh, Oh, yeah, it hurts when I laugh. He's go, he goes, like, super ballistic on him. Like, look how his face is where he's laughing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it hurts to laugh. They have, they have to explain that later. It's all, it hurts when I laugh. He's also, what, you're trying to tell me you're the real Joker? He's like, who is the Joker, really? He's like, we're going to find out. They put the fucking head back on. They beat him to death with a fucking crow, or try to beat him to death again with a crowbar. Fucking Barbara shows up. Batman, they take out all those like jokerized wannabes. Mm-hmm. Where you keep thinking it's Jason too. This is like what the fuck? They totally like did it. But yep. Notice the pool is empty as well. Mm-hmm. Like where'd all the liquid go? Yeah, absorbed by the bodies. Or did they take it? They drank it all. Or did they take it? Where would they take it? That's what I'm getting at. There's a bigger fucking. There's something. That's what issue three is about. <laughs> but why no. they didn't turn Jason? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, they do that fake out. Then he finds the other fake out was him leaving the apartment, like after they make out. I was like, oh, he's he's totally gonna ditch her. Mm-hmm. But didn't. Nope. All right. And, and he then, sees her her self help books. 
So earlier, the Jokers also mentioned how they had to leave a trail for them to find, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of made you think that they were talking about the warehouse as well then. But I think they were talking more about this, the connection between Chill and the Joker. Yeah. Right? This is the trail they kind of wanted to leave leave for Batman. Yeah, it's because at the the end it says he's going to record. He's recording Joe Chill and and tells him, "Hey, who did? Why did you really kill Thomas and Martha Wayne?" So that's like the big surprise for this whole book is that there was something more sinister going on than just a random death. Well, like Tim Burton got it right. I don't know. I read that. What is the book that? The one where he confronts Joe Chill and he finds out he it was a mob hit because they were sick and tired of the Waynes like trying to do good. And so the mob took him out. And then fucking Batman figures that out or something. I don't remember. I think it's the one that Let's see. And Batman Joe, when Joe Chill dies or something. Or it's that Batman speeding no that it's like a sequel to something. It's like a sequel story. That sucked ass and nobody really read. And they oh. changed it so many times, which is why once I once this happened at the end here, once Joe Chill showed up, Joe Chill showed up. I'm like, eh, I thought they were doing something new with this. <clears throat> I like how he says, "You need the hat." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I know early on it, it was like I think I said something here. Detective Comics 200 something is when they started talking about it being part of a mob. But I think you're talking about something newer, right? Uh, mid somewhere, yeah. But no, like, you straight up find out that, like, he admits that it's a mob hit. He says it. Here, this is, in Detective Comics number 235, 1956, Batman learns that Chill was not a mere mugger, but actually a hitman who murdered the Waynes on orders from a mob boss named Lou Moxon. Batman was deduced that was why he was, he himself was left unharmed by Chill, so he would unwittingly support Moxon's alibi that he had nothing to do with a robbery that was really a planned murder. So that's all the way back in 1956 is when they started giving more of a reason for killing his parents. Okay. I I think I'm thinking of also where uh, Joe Chill finds out who Batman is or whatever. Oh, and then he he, dies, yeah. Yeah, and then he gets shot a hell of times because everybody's like, this guy's fucking crazy. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. So then what do you think this with the whole... uh, Batman doing the detective where he's got the missing clowns and the missing criminals. Yeah. In Alaska. I do not know. Where'd you get Alaska? Oh, yeah, Alaska. It's chilly out here. Is that where Joe Chill is? No, I, I, I can't even begin where to go with that. Is there Are there more than three? Is that what he's trying to say? I don't know. That's what I said. I was like, I was super excited at the end of the last one. This one left me kind of more confused. Yep. Because like I said, it did not... I thought they were choosing Jason to be the next Joker, which I was like, this is going to get crazy. That would have been great. And then it just kind of died off in the sense of like, eh, meh. Yep. And then it's like, the Jokers are like, obviously doing something else. So it's then like, well, what was all this shit about? So it just seemed like I said, it's still the, the slow middle issue. Getting ready for that gangbuster ending. And speaking of gangbuster endings, Batman, 100. 100. Holy shit. I can't Tom believe King, they got there. Tom King would still have like 20 more issues in him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This was supposed to be the end of his run, wasn't it? No, but he said he was going to 120, uh, remember? He was going even further. Yeah. 
Oh my. Uh, I know it sucks to hate on someone like that so much, but uh, I just I don't know. He's too too full of himself. Like I like listening again. I said it many times. I like listening to him talking in interviews. I'm like, ooh, his stories are gonna be great. <laughs> and then I read this, I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. But I really got to read Mister Miracle at some well, what's point. What's the new one he's doing? Uh, Strange Adventures. Well, you can read Strange Adventures. No, there's a newer one. Uh, Rorschach. Comes yeah, out there tomorrow. you go. It's yeah. on the front of every fucking book we've read today. So. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. God, I'm an idiot. So, what'd you think of the ending to the Joker War? I liked it. Because, it, it's, because I don't think it's... This is really the ending, right? He, they're, they're, it's the end of the story arc of Joker War, but... Yeah, it's Tinian really setting up more going forward, I think, from what I've read, what he said online, and just the fact that the, the way they ended it, like, with a very clear, this is not over, right? Very Bendis-y, where, like, you get nothing. Yeah. Nothing really happens, but you do get a lot of stuff. You get yep. at least one new established character, right? Punchline. Mm-hmm. You kind of get... Well, two, and Cl- uh, Clown Hunter. Oh, yeah, okay. So you get Clown Hunter and Punchline as established new characters. You kind of get a tease towards a new character at the end of this one. And then you got... I wouldn't... The family's back together. The family's back together. The Joker... Is he back to status quo, or is he going to be like something crazier when he comes back? And that, I think that's part of what I like about it. You're not quite sure what he's going to be now. You know he he has only one eye. Yeah, but he also, also had, like, no face for a long time. That didn't really, like, mean not, nothing. Except it was cool. It was cool at the time. Right. But, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure where. Like, I don't know where, what to think of the Joker at the moment, what he's going to be like going forward. But that's, again, what I liked about it is they're making it clear that, hey, we're not done with his story, and we don't know when we're going to bring him back, but he'll but he'll come back. Right? And so that's kind of what I'm hoping. If this was just the end, and, hey, look, this is I wrapped it all up in a nice little bow, I think I would have been a little more disappointed. How'd you that fucking lame ass ending though of him getting away? The Joker getting away? Yeah. Oh, I was all excited at first because it really did seem like Batman was gonna let him die. All right, but then it's like, oh no, he didn't. He uh, he knew he was gonna get away, and he got away. And but the the building exploded anyway, so I'm not sure. So I guess we're just jumping ahead. We should probably explain a little more. But no, we already know how. To, we already ex- talked about everything that came out of it. Okay. So, what did happen there? Was it Har- Harley Quinn's uh, bomb that exploded? Yeah, because she's all fucked up, too. Like, yeah. I think it's... Well, I think Batman took so long getting to her and getting that one off of her. Like They just they threw it and it blew up? Yeah, I guess so. Because I was confused by that. I was like, holy shit, he actually let the Joker die, knowing that he was going to come back. But it was just the fact that he made the decision that Joker was going to die. But that's not what happened. He He, he knew the Joker was going to get out of it. When did he start referring to Alfred as his father? Has it not been quite a while? I mean, he's always been a father figure. But I had to bury my father again today. Yeah. I was like, when did his dad pop out of the grave? <laughs> well, he killed, uh, I guess it was, <laughs> did, did, uh, did uh, the Joker not make him one of the um, zombies during this war? Yeah, but it's a single grave site. It was like, what happened to his mom? Like, it has to be talking about Alfred, right? Yes. Yeah, it's Alfred. I mean, he was carrying his corpse around earlier. Yeah, how messed up was that? 
And it was all like, you failed me. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. It was that was so messed up watching that whole thing with his. Like, why like, won't his, you let me die? <laughs> his neck snap that he's constantly making fun of him, talking shit to him. I told you I was upset they killed him at first, but now I think like they've used his dead body so much. <laughs> And like his like broken neck, like so much. It's in like every. It's like I think it's, it's better than the pearls. Like usually they're always showing those pearls uh-huh. falling. And you're like, God damn, how late! But now we get to see like Alfred's neck snapping over and over and over. Yeah, again. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you with this neck snap. Yeah, it, it was so twisted. So, uh... wait. So and then Batgirl becomes Oracle again, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that love that. What's the deal with those glasses? Why does she need glasses to sit there and work on the computer? Like Google Glass. Like it's a HUD. Like it's, <laughs> okay. it's another screen. If that's what it was, that'd be freaking amazing. <laughs> she needs a screen in front of her cla- in front of her face for the four screens that are in front of her. Or she needs reading glasses. Maybe. I don't know. She doesn't have her cowl on. I guess her cowl. Okay, her cowl has glasses on. We'll, we'll go with that. So... It just cracked me up because that was her look as, as Oracle. And of course, that's what they're going to go back with. And it's kind of like, you know, Clark Kent with his glasses. But it just kind of cracked me up. It's like, wait, she doesn't ever wear glasses before. That's Batgirl. Like, she didn't fix her eyes when they fixed her back. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. No, this whole book I really liked. And the, no, in no small part due to the art. It's absolutely amazing, the whole thing. Well, the art's really good. So do you think uh, Ghostmaker is Damien? Oh, there you go. It's got to be, right? I mean, who who else is it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, that's the only part about this was kind of annoying. It's like, oh, Ghostmaker. It's like, so? Why Why do I care about this guy? Because, one, he knows who Bruce is. Well, so does everybody. Yeah, right? But he's not supposed to. And our teachers, I mean... Unless it's that Talon guy woken up again. Like, who the fuck is our teachers? And yeah. that knows who Bruce is. Is he short, though? He doesn't look very short. Doesn't matter. He could have stilts. That's true. Two swords? He was so- he's a sword fighter? Yeah, it could be. It could be uh, Damien, because his, his whole story is uh, has been shifted. Right? You notice he didn't show up to, with the family at all. Your city? Mm-hmm. Our teachers, your city, Bruce. What are your other options? The truce is over. Oh, you don't think it's going to be someone you don't know yet? I don't, man, don't do that. (laughs) I hope not. That'd be great if that's Damien. we got to do something more with him now that they're giving Bruce Tim back. And he's saying, like, it's a choice of protector. It's not like he's stopping Batman. I think it's time your city had a choice in its protector. Yeah, I'll go with Damien. I think that'd be so great. It's like, it's like it's a battle over Batman. It's not going to be like I'm fighting Batman. It's like he's going to be protecting Gotham as well. But now the people get to choose who do you like better, me or Batman. And he's obviously going to be killing motherfuckers. He's got these swords <laughs> out. He's going to be like murking motherfuckers left and right. <laughs> That's awesome. Him and the clown hunter are going to get together. And what do you think about the clown hunter story here? Intervention. Uh, I guess so. I mean, it's just... It's just a pissed off kid, but... Yeah, but what's it going to lead to, though? Like, is he still going to be, like, killing clowns? 
and then like Batman's gonna have to hunt him down, or is he gonna like I don't know? That's what it sounds like. I mean, it, it's I mean, it, it seems to be another one of his kids that's gonna <laughs> should be Robin, but ends up not being Robin, kind of like uh, Duke, and then he'll disappear. Right. But because the whole thing, right? Batman says, "Hey, you should you should not you should be killing people, and you should, I'll give you some help." And he goes, "Yeah, I'll take the help after I kill more people." Right. Yeah, basically, what he says. Was, I thought it was like a PSA for mental health. At first. And I don't know what it said continued, be. and I was like, "Oh, never mind." Yeah, I mean, they're not going to introduce a character like Clown Hunter, killing a bunch of people, and then uh, just get rid of them, right? He's got to have some sort of story. And then you get the return of the Joker as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was talking about before. Is like at least you, you know you did not hide in the fact that he's back. <laughs> I like the whole his whole interaction with this guy because you're sitting here because you know it's the Joker. There's no you know you know they're not hiding it because his hand's white. And then you just know this guy's going to die. It's so awesome. Not only that, he's going to use his body to cover up his, <laughs> like, to fake his death. Uh-huh. It's so great. So, yeah. And then uh, Punchline, her whole thing, playing, playing the victim. Just uh, to, like, fuck with people, though? Yeah, just to fuck with people. Yeah. Just to get his message out there, like, mm-hmm. more secretively. Yeah. Oh, that's some good stuff. I like this. I really like what James Tinney is doing. Yeah. It's pretty good. I know, it feels more comic booky, and maybe maybe it's a bad way to put it, but Tom Tom King tries to be deeper and emotional, and it just didn't work. Uh, like, let's tell stories with no words, and just like have them flipping around for ninety panels, and <laughs> saying a poem over an intercom, and that'll mean something to like the entire story of who yeah. Batman really is. No, let's just have him beaten up a bunch of people, introduce a bunch of cool characters. And have a story that'll continue on later on. I'll be like, yeah, I'll keep on reading that because I'm not bothered by the dialogue so much. Yep. And like, like this whole thing with his fight with the Joker and the Joker's whole story, doing it just to fuck with Batman and Batman realizing that through the death of Alfred, he's got to deal with, <clears throat> right? He's got to deal with what happened and realize, hey, I've been a shitty person. I, I mean, I'll bring you know, bring the family back together. You're getting the right? family. And he's back growing. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it a lot. And I like Harley Quinn in this too. Like her whole thing was how she tied the ba- the uh, bomb to herself to get Batman to chase after her to let the Joker die. Well, yeah, I, or or save the Joker and let her die. Or right? save the Joker and let her die. Yeah, it just I, I like how she's she's a good guy, but she's still fucked up, right? She doesn't do everything perfectly. You can yeah. still see her, you know, flip on e- either side if she needed to. So I don't know. I'm liking it. The extra comic book of like getting shot right in the eye and like not dying at all. Oh. <laughs> the Joker, yeah. And like intentionally shooting him in the eye not to die as well. Well, of course. Yeah. So. Oh, Those few panels too, with, with uh, Joker's eye missing and uh, Batman's one eye showing. Here's That's one so great. for you. If the Joker just dropped the bomb and ran, right? Mm-hmm. That shit went off right next to Alfred. <laughs> yes. What is Batman Barry? Uh, I don't know. His uh, his tea Alfred's kettle. Never coming back, dude. Look, neck broken by Bane. Joker eyes, like reanimated and Jokerized, right? Brought back with this floppy ass neck. Like those fucking bones ain't going back together anytime soon. <laughs> Jokerized, neck broken, and now vaporized, possibly. And buried like twice. It was poor, poor fucking Alfred, dude. That guy cannot rest in peace. 
Yeah, he's he's kind of screwed. I don't know how he's going back. They have to use Snyder's uh, machine to bring him back. Yeah, they're going to need a new body for that guy. They're going to bring him back as an AI. Ah, uh, Iron Man here. Yeah, Jarvis status. Yeah, that that's probably gonna happen, isn't it? At some point, it's gonna have to. Just like the news is gonna have to happen. <gasps> yeah, that was a weird one. I didn't get to like say it right on the news. No. The news. The news. So yeah, the news here. I mean, you know, there hasn't been much since last week. <laughs> I know we do. I mean, it's it's got to be really hard to come up with these fresh news, new news stories every single week that we put this out. Exactly. You've done really well the last five episodes, by the way. So I appreciate that. Let's keep it going. <laughs> uh, but basically, I, I mean. Joshua Williamson is off of Flash. Supposedly was one of the best runs of Flash ever. His 100 issues. So that's, you know, the big comic book news there. That's it? Well, basically. But then uh, HBO Max uh, is has greenlit... Ooh! Has greenlit a Green Lantern show. They've been talking about it for quite a while. Um, so there's going to be a new Green Lantern show. It's going to have um, uh, Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, and Alan Scott. No mention of Hal, John Stewart, or Kyle Rayner. I'm assuming hmm. they're holding them over for the movie, the Green Lantern Corps movie that's supposed to be coming out eventually. Interesting. So, I'm interested in that. We'll, we'll see. HBO HBO does some good stuff, so hopefully they can get a good show going. And then, like the only other thing with the <clears throat> with that kind of news is uh, all the movies have been pushed back, but so is everything else in um, in the world at the moment because of COVID. You see what Disney's doing. What they released? Uh, they're going to release Soul on straight to video, right? Oh, that's right. Yes. Yep. And I think they also mentioned how. Oh no, that's somebody else. That was WB came out. Said they're restructuring, and their fo- main focus is going to be on streaming. Going uh, forward, I don't know where'd you see that. I think that was today. I read that something about a WB restructuring. Look up a Warner Brothers restructuring. News article. You said it was today? Yeah, I think so. This is riveting podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard. I mean, they reached, they, they did the whole restructure already that I know, right? That was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Entity plans thousands of layoffs at HBO, Warner Brothers, rest of Warner Media. That was three days ago? That's not, isn't that an old story? Yeah, that's not it. I, got, I don't know. I must have seen I must have been <laughs> really drunk. Uh, maybe it wasn't eight. I thought it was somebody else. Here you go. Uh, AT&T's Warner Media is restructuring its workforce as it seeks to reduce costs by as much as 20% as the coronavirus pandemic drains income from movie tickets, cable subscriptions, and television ads, according to people familiar with the matter. The overhaul, which is expected to begin in the coming weeks, will result in thousands of layoffs at, uh, across Warner Brothers Studios and TV channels like HBO, TBS, and TNT. Yeah, this hmm. is. This looks like it's a new one. Yeah, that's the, and then it was also, talk, I think it said it was going to focus on streaming as well. And I thought I, I kind of put that together with that Disney story where there's like, fuck it, we're just going to release the movie yeah. streaming. Because they kind of tested it already with Mulan and uh, there was like another movie right up at the beginning of the pandemic. I think they released 
I think they all did well enough. Like it was that Trolls movie. I know they didn't put yep. it out, but there was like another one that also went out. And I think they did really, really well. And since like these theaters are now like, fuck, we're not even going to open for shit. I think like going forward, you could see a future where fucking movie theaters are no more and everything's just straight to fucking home time. Yeah, I mean, they, they'd be happy with that. They don't have to deal with... They get all the money themselves. They don't deal with the uh, studios. I mean, the theaters. Theaters are just a fucking... They'll be like drive-ins. You'll see one every, like, seventh town or something. Yeah, so I wonder if the, what that article's talking about. Because they... um All the movies, like Batman and... Uh, Batman, Flash, Wonder Woman, have all been pushed back. They didn't say they were going to put them on HBO Max. They just said they were going to... They were waiting to put them in theaters. And then, um, uh, what was it? Black Adam is going to be as off the slate at the moment. They just haven't given it a release date. But it's still being cast and everything. Oh, this is, I saw it as an, an older one. Yeah, if you look at the August articles, it says Warner Media restructures to focus on HBO Max. To fo- and then everything is like, talking about everything's, uh, going to start focusing on HBO Max. Yeah, they put so much money into it. Oh, Disney to overhaul its entertainment business with focus on streaming. I think it was the Disney one I read. That Disney one, okay. That was today. Yeah, they... I. It sounded like Mulan didn't do well. That was because but of... it uh, probably did. The China thing. People were boycotting it because yeah. it... Uh, so I think it didn't do well in that sense, but like kids still fucking watched it. Mm-hmm. But I have a news piece that I don't have a source for. Ooh, I love these. But it says somebody... <laughs> the ones that cannot be verified. Somebody posted this as the tweet of the day, but they didn't put who they are, and they didn't put where this tweet comes from, but it says, Adam West and Frank Gorshin were once kicked out of an orgy because they refused to break character as Batman and the Riddler. What? So I'd like to picture that. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Adam West and Frank Gorshin getting kicked out of an orgy for <laughs> nonstop Batman and Riddler role playing. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's newsworthy. He's not alive to like back that I think I don't think either of them are, so Yeah. And it's unverified. Uncre- it's fake news. It's not credited from It's all know. good. I mean I'm taking it as fact. I'd like to believe it's real as well. Of course. Well that's pretty funny. <laughs> Could you picture that? No, I don't want to picture it, but I can. Yeah, you do. Okay, let me give me a minute. There but you go. But anyway, speaking of minutes, it's been a hot minute. It since has we been. Played any games? And I got one for you. Are we going to play it? Uh yeah, sure. Let's do it. Cue the music. All right. But yeah, that, that Disney thing there sounds like it's going to be all streaming. Like, keep all the money for themselves. They don't need to. Uh, Say anything in the theaters? Screw that, right? Get on with the game. Yeah, right. The music. We we finished the news. We got the, the game show music going. There you go. Uh, homesick pilots. Homesick pilots. Ready for that? Yeah. Oh boy, this could be a lot of stuff. Is there going to be one about TV? Like making a TV show? I hope. Uh, let me rewrite one. <laughs> I'll be right back. All right, number one. The team behind Limbo, Dan Waters and Casper Weingard, uh, launch a brand new ongoing series. 
In the summer of 1982, a network television showrunner has been working on the first episode of his newest comedy when one day he doesn't show up to set. Weeks later, after filming is complete, Francis shows up in, in shows up in babbling frantically. Where where has he been, and how will his cast and crew react when he tells them they are needed to save the universe? Expect humor and intergalactic action. That's The Office meets Star Wars. Yes, really. Well, it has to be that one because that was the one that I said. I hope there's one about a TV show. And then you're <laughs> like, well, I gotta go write one, so obviously you didn't write that one. So, so there you go. All right, fuck. <laughs> Ready? Number yeah. two. Uh, I will skip the. I'll skip the lead. In. in the summer of 1943, Tuskegee Airman Robert Friend goes missing. Weeks later, a letter arrives at his brother's house for, from Robert in 1915. How did he get there, and how will William save his only brother? Except time travel and uh, expect time travel and big wartime action. That's Back to the Future beats Saving Private Ryan. Yes, really. You wrote that one because you love Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next one. In the summer of 1994, a haunted house walks across California. Inside is Amy, lead singer of a high school punk band who's been missing for weeks. How did she get there? And what do these ghosts want? Expect three chord songs and bloody uh, and big bloody action. That's Power Rangers meets The Shining. Yes, really. That one has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> so you wrote that one too, thinking I'd pick that one. Uh, go with the first one. I think uh, you fucked up. You, 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 the first one you're going with? Yeah, I'm going with the first one. And I win. What the fuck? It was the third one. You're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, it took a long time, but I won again. I won again. You played me like a fiddle, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Uh, that the was best part, good. though, is uh, I didn't play you like a fiddle because I hadn't. I wrote these we- <laughs> quite a while ago. You forgot. I forgot. You <laughs> oh my god, you're an idiot. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, uh, that's awesome. Would you like those though? Yeah, it did actually. That was, was pretty good. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad that time. And you even stumbled over that. God damn it! Stumbled over the third one like you were reading somebody else's stuff. Yeah. You're killing me. Oh. Well, I, I I wrote except for one of them instead of expect. <laughs> the one I just stumbled on, but I stumbled over the one I stumbled over, I first stumbled over the one I wrote. It's funny you found a book that has nothing to do with its title as well. You're like fuck yeah. <laughs> well, home right? There's a home in it. What do the pilots have to do with it, though? Uh, she's piloting the uh, the the house. I guess it's odd. It was very odd. Yes, it was very yeah. weird. But I like the whole the mix between Power Rangers and uh, and uh, what was it? I don't even know anymore. I can't have it. I don't have it in front of me anymore. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. No. Shining. Shining. Close <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so I was like, ooh, what? So the whole thing came down to what can I? Uh, what can I mix? What two? What two weird stories can I mix together? So, Office of Star Wars. I thought was kind of cool. <laughs> I don't like the Office. <sighs> I know. And then Back to the Future meets Saving Private Ryan. I, I always gotta throw this, this time travel one in there because eventually there's gonna be one that's. It'll throw. I'll be like, I'm never the, picking time travel again, and then it'll be all <laughs> about time. All three of them. Will be all time three travel. of them. Like, you son yeah. of a bitch. Exactly. Well, until you find that story, could be next week. We don't know. Why don't you come back and find out? Because we'll be here like we are every week. I don't know what your <laughs> fucking problem is. <laughs> I don't know what your so, problem is. I can't find the downloads or something, but they're there. You just got to look for them look hard. So, yeah. Uh, until then, goodbye, Mike. <laughs> goodbye, dear.